Dad's Net Original Podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum Podcast. Coming up on this week's episode, we've got unpopular parenting opinions, we've got another confession that JK is going to share with us again because he smashed it out of the park last week, and we're going to dive straight in at the deep end with, um, well, I'll just leave that for a few minutes and you can just <laughs> you can just wander. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of Don't Tell Your Mum. Strong intro. <laughs> it was a bit <laughs> rambly. I've stopped writing it down, that's the trouble. <laughs> I need to stick to script. Oh, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. We're going to dive in because I, on the way into the office today, I was listening to a podcast. Okay. And I need to talk about it. Right. Um, so, Stephen Bartlett. Stephen Bartlett? Stephen Bartlett. I think that's his name. Well, I don't know. I, just, pod- I don't know the podcast you're the talking podcast about. The podcast is called The Diary of a CEO. Okay. And it's Stephen Bartlett, who is one of the new dragons on Dragon's Den. Right. Okay. And he basically interviews loads of people. Okay, I'm still not sure if I like him or not, in all honesty. Right. And it's not really about being a CEO at all. Okay. The ones I've listened to. It's just an interview with someone. This is a good review so far for the podcast. Yeah, but this latest episode, one of the recent episodes, was uh, with Piers Morgan. Okay. okay. You're a fan of Piers Morgan, aren't you? Well, so this is the, this is the thing. Yes, I am a, fa- a fan of Piers Morgan, okay? But if you're not a fan of Piers Morgan and if you are someone who doesn't like fans of Piers Morgan and you don't like Piers Morgan I would challenge you to listen to this interview with Piers Morgan okay because it's I think I think that what happens with Piers Morgan I'm gonna, there's an example that I want to talk about it's okay. about Pep being raising kids so just bear with me for yep. a minute but if this you, is the preamble <laughs> yeah exactly we will get there I promise <laughs> um, what I think has happened with Piers Morgan is that um, social media share clips of him saying out of context and sometimes in context pretty kind of like bold statements some would say outrageous statements some would say racist statements some would say provocative statements or um, what's the word I'm looking for clickbaity controversial controversial like deliberately being controversial whereas in this whole thing he kind of unpacks it because he's got an hour it's an hour interview and he unpacks and shares what he really not what he thinks about these individual subjects but his approach to it and i tell you what it's not right wing it's not left wing it's absolutely dead center yep. but he comes across in a really really good way and stephen barler's there and he's saying oh, i'm struggling to understand some of what you're saying but i'm generally agreeing with the most of what you're saying and that's someone who would consider himself on the left although i think at the moment he's moving yeah um anyway so one thing Piers morgan is, is saying is about how he's raising his kids i'd love to have him on this podcast to talk about this specifically right if you're listening Piers, <laughs> you will the show <laughs> <laughs> but he um but he one thing he says is about how he doesn't want his he, he, life is hard and there is a massive difference between mental health and mental illness. Yep. And how when things are hard and we've lost a loved one or our children are struggling at school or whatever, it's not a mental health issue. It's not a mental illness issue. It's just that life is hard sometimes yep. and talk your way through it. And he and he raises his kids with loads of um, to be resilient and to be stiff upper lipped. And actually, sometimes you've just got to get on with things. And my, my question, and I think it's quite poignant for me and where I'm at with Ted, is because Ted, Ted worries about all kinds of different things, like a lot of which I find quite irrational and illogical. But you can't, you know, when people are worrying, they're worrying. So yep. he's like, okay, I get it. Um, 
but at, like when do you this would be my question to him really so I'm going to ask you because you'll have to do <laughs> I'm no Piers Morgan at all but you know I can I can give it a go give it a go at what point do you tell your kids to just get on with it stiff up a lick like I'm here to support you but you know what school is boring sometimes school is hard sometimes sometimes kids in the playground are little shit bags you're kind of just gonna have to get on with it at what point do we say that and at what point do we go okay right i need to uh like kind of wrap you up in cotton wool more let me stop you because you know sometimes when you spend a lot of time with someone you become the same person so we spend a lot of time together yeah and also our kids are about a year apart aren't they? yeah so ted's what eight He's nearly eight. Nearly eight, and Noah's seven. Yeah. And he won't be eight till February next year. Yeah, six, so months, six months apart. They're, they're, they're close together. I'm having exactly the same issues right now with not issues, wrong word, the, the same sort of every day to day life yeah. challenges that, that, that kids are, that, that Noah, of Noah's age are having. Mm. So I've done a little bit of research in this, and my wife Charlie has. So at seven, the brain starts to form. The brain starts to tell kids that, look, I'm no, <laughs> I'm no scientist. <laughs> I don't know this for fact, but, but what I've researched is that the brain is saying that, do you know what? School isn't all about play anymore. It's not about, mm. you know, reception when you have toys there. It's not about that. And they're starting to understand now that, that school isn't necessarily that lovely sort of mm. nursery. The holiday the, club. The holiday club <laughs> that they think it is. Yeah. And the, um, when that happens, they start thinking about, oh, hang on a second. Well, school can be a bit boring or school. For instance, Noah at the moment is he's coming across people in the playground that are saying, no, you can't play my game because you mm. can't catch a ball as well as I can. So, I, and Noah seems like he's he's struggling a bit now. He seems a bit more lethargic. Mm. You know, we're having trouble with him on Minecraft, with him going to his room now and watching, not, you know, he's not watching Bluey or, that sounds really dodgy because if you don't know what Bluey is, <laughs> I should explain. He's not watching children's cartoons. <laughs> Bluey is a children's cartoon, which is Australian. Um, so it's not what you think. Um, and he, he, you know, he wants to go up to his room now, but he doesn't want to watch disney plus or stuff like that he wants to go on youtube and check mm. out videos about minecraft and yeah how we, so you've got to you've got to look after all of this he's getting he, there's no doubt about it he's getting addicted to minecraft we've yeah. had to stop that but these everyday challenges uh, someone sent me something today and it said that you need to make your children they need to be accountable mm. they need to know that you can't say that you're making me upset to mum and dad when actually what you've done is what's making everyone upset and I think this may go back to what Piers is saying that, you know, I, I am quite, I am quite tough. Mm. Like t I'll give you an example today. Noah won't take any vitamins. He's, he doesn't eat many vegetables. Mm. He eats banana. That's about the amount of fruit he does. He, he'll drink apple juice. So the only way that we can get vitamins into him it's is natural vitamin is, pill. Yeah. Or yeah. Chewy, yeah thing. Exactly. And I know that we're working with a vitamin company to, mm. to try, if you have this problem as well, more details on that coming soon. So I have to put vitamins into his apple juice, stir it up for him yeah. to get his daily vitamins. So today he didn't want to drink that because it doesn't taste like the apple juice he gets when he goes for a pizza when we go out sure and i'm like no dude, sugar it's up to you <laughs> it's proper apple juice yes yeah, it's proper <laughs> apple juice either drink that or i get the vitamins it's up to you yeah and he's crying and then this is before school this is all the drama but they're they're now figuring out that life is getting a little bit mm. tough which which kind of breaks my heart but what do you do as a parent do mm. you go oh you don't have to eat no don't worry about the vitamins but that's what but that's what i mean like at what point does uh, not having his vitamins become more than just a normal life challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and it starts being more of a mental block. 
Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Because that, uh, because in I think there's it's so grey, and this is a massive issue, which we can't unpack in 10 minutes on Don't Tell Your Mum. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, at what point does something become not just a kind of normal life challenge that everyone goes through and it becomes a like a greater mental illness and like take grievance for example like with the greatest respect in the world to anyone going through a grievance at the moment people die yeah like that's what happens and my mum and dad are going to die and you know and i'm not looking forward to it. it's going to be horrible mm. but also they do they do die so at what point does my grievance become a mental health issue but then isn't you know, we can all, I, I, this is something I've, I don't think I've ever shared before, but mental health, men, mental illness, I, I, I think I've been very fortunate to not struggle mm. with, with that. There was a, a time in my life when I was extremely um, unhappy, um, upset, waking up was difficult. Yeah day-to-day life work for me was difficult and when you work on the radio and you've got to entertain people and be on you know your happy game all the time that's quite tough if you're Mm. feeling really really sad so I went to my GP at the time and I sat down with with my GP and said I think I'm depressed Mm. and then we talked through everything it was and she was like "You're, you're not depressed you're sad yeah you're sad you're hurt which is a normal emotion which is a normal emotion you get sad but then I was like but I don't know I can't get past this can we can you put me on Mm. antidepressants please which she was like well i can't really but then she did Mm. and i i think i took two tablets or i did it for two days Mm. and the feeling of those tablets for me was just horrendous Mm. it was like i imagine what was what would be on some sort of huge pro plus addiction (laughs) but you know jittery anxious and and i knew that wasn't for me and i think something in my brain said well you know maybe the gp is right maybe i am just really really sad at the moment Mm. and that's an everyday not but there's day, a, what Piers Morgan is saying is that when his kids come to him and say, um, I didn't get into that uni course I really wanted to get into, for example, and they're sad about it. He's like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. really talk about it. You're, you're going to be sad. You're going to be disappointed. But also go and get another course. Yeah. Go and see what else is out there. Yeah. If you can't do that uni, go to that uni. Like find a way around it and kind of be resilient and be... And that's kind of a... I, I like that approach. But the danger of that is what happens if they have... What if in, in life today, I think that that whole spectrum is like, if you're sad, you're depressed. Yeah. And it's like, well... No, I, like I'm. I don't want to judge someone's feelings. No. That's the hard bit. How do you know when your when your child is just feeling a bit sad, or when this is a bigger issue that needs? But, but you and I both know people that are, you know, that that have mental health problems mm. that that you know do get depression and stuff. And we, and because we know those people, we know we kind of, well, we like to think we know what depression is. And it's mm. you know, man, it's tough. You know, those day to day struggles and and those thoughts and those feelings i totally i totally understand that and i I think that is just you know to live with that day in day out Mm. is god it's really really tough but equally we know what sad is we know what you're just hurting at the moment you know you're going through a loss you're going through a breakup you're going through Mm. whatever that is and the other thing that i'll come on to is us right now and you listening to this podcast will probably work with people that are of a different generation Mm. and you know you were talking about well they're not very resilient they're going to go they're going to get really really upset 
they're going to go to HR because they believe they're being bullied. They might be, but, or is that just, you, you're a little bit mm. sensitive. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what the yeah. answer is, but that's what we're up against. I think in this day and age, yeah. things have changed. There's a turn. And yeah. I do believe that sensitivity is becoming, we're, we're more aware mm of sensitivity i've got to be very careful of how i say it but you know i suppose it's the it's the millennial thing yeah isn't it? but this okay so we have to be very careful about the way we say it that's i think that's what i like about pierce morgan is that he says it how he thinks he wants to say it yeah and and like some people don't like that um i don't necessarily always agree with everything that he says or anyone says but I, I do like the fact that he just says... <coughs> Sorry, coughing went down the wrong way. <laughs> <clears throat> he just says it. Anyway. Oh, just one more thing, though. With we, we said the word millennial. We say working with, you know, younger people. Don't get me wrong. I, I work with a lot of young people you know, in, in my industry and they teach me a lot as well. Yeah. It's not just about everyone's oh, young in your industry. Well, yeah, I'm you. 47 years old, but <laughs> You're the oldest one in the building, <laughs> but there are parts of it where you go, come on, the old me toughen up. Yeah. No, come on. But then there's parts of it where I go, actually, yes, I should have thought about that. You're bang on. Mm. And I need to be more aware of that yeah. because me growing up in the industry that I worked in, that wouldn't have bothered me. But actually the way that you've just explained it, yes, I need to be more yeah. mindful of, of that. Yeah. Because I want to, oh, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, it's a balance, isn't it? That's yep. that's what I'd want to teach Ted is that there's a balance. There's sometimes when you wake up and you don't really want to go to school, in our example, it's perfectly normal. Most, every kid will wake up at some point not really wanting to go to school. I remember it. But you've got to go. And I'm not just talking about school because actually if he was homeschooled or if he was what in, in any other situation, there'll be aspects of that that he doesn't want to do. It's like football. He loves playing football. Yep. Sometimes he'll wake up and he'll go, oh, I don't really fancy training today. But then what but do we do? you've got to do it. Exactly. So there's elements where I want to kind of balance that. But actually if he woke up and he's had a really bad night's sleep and he's got a busy day later and he's playing football tomorrow, at that point, I might. that's when I'm might balance it and say okay well this is your choice but i you know you are committed but if you don't want to do it because you're feeling tired and there's this that and the other let's balance it that's how i think i want to approach it just quickly i know i know we've gone on this quite a bit i told you we were going to go in the deep end but no I, I think this is a really really good discussion and i think there are there are parents that are literally going through this at the moment where how, there are two more questions i've got first question is can you remember as a child waking up one morning and not wanting to go to school for whatever reason it was and having a chat with your parents and he, and one of them maybe said oh no let him stay at home and the other one said no he's got he's got to go he's got to go to school um i w frequently remember waking up feeling like that my mum my mum's rule was if you are well enough whether it's mental or physical if you're well enough to eat breakfast you're well enough to go to school okay and i Good would monitor. never miss breakfast <laughs> So, so he's like, oh, bugger. I really don't want to go to school, but I also really want to have my cornflakes. <laughs> so, and then cornflakes always won. Actually, it was a wee big example for cornflakes mixed in the bowl. Cornflakes always won. So I always just went to school. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got a really bad test. I'm going to get a bollocking. I know I'm going to have a really crap day, but I really want my wee to mix in cornflakes. <laughs> That's the worst. So your mum had saw your mum had found what your kryptonite was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was breakfast. Yeah, let's just gauge this. Do you want breakfast? Yeah. Right, you're in. Okay. So and following on from that, in your your relationship, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Um, I think I think 
we, we, I don't think we're too dissimilar. I think Jen probably is probably marginally more softer. Okay. But, and, and I would say she probably is slightly more emotionally driven. Yeah. But I am, I do think I am soft and, but I hope I'm, I hope I balance it. Quite well. And but do you, we, we both, I mean, more recently, Jen's, about like I think we're much more on a similar level. See, I'm a believer that you do need to have a good cop, bad cop, mm. and I know that that's going to be people going. Ooh. And I, God, I'm not bad cop all the time, but you know, my wife is a therapist, so yeah. she knows about this stuff. Okay, the problem with good cop, bad cop is that sometimes, particularly with children, but also when you're doing this with adults, is that actually the person you're doing good cop, bad cop on really wants and agrees with bad cop. Yeah. So bad cop becomes good cop true that's really that's what's happening because children want boundaries yeah sometimes they play up just because they want someone to bollock them yeah they just want to know you can't stay up past eight o'clock yeah and i'm in charge and that means you're safe and that means that you're loved and that means i'm looking after you and they get all of these kind of messages what <laughs> you've just reminded me of a message i got last night from from my wife charlie she said she said <laughs> the message was i mean there's a picture to accompany it the picture was I've told Luna she's not having chocolate and I've told her she cannot climb on the worktop. <laughs> this, is, this is a picture that came in <laughs> about four, about five minutes later. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I've told her this will not happen. <laughs> that's a picture of me as a kid. <laughs> is it? On the Amazon Echo. <laughs> I can see it. Can you see the fringe as well? My mum cut it via a bowl. She actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. Yeah, that's quality. But there you go. Right, okay. We've, we have talked enough. We, You know, I, I, I would like to talk about it with anyone. So do drop us a message on social media at the Dad's Net, at JK Jason King, or you can email us at dad at dadsnet.com. Get in touch. Um, share us your thoughts. And if you haven't listened to that podcast... Uh, Stephen Bartlett's Diary of a CEO and it's the Pierce Morgan episode but there's, there's others one on there you're a backhander or something relevant. no I'm not but you know do you know I'm all about promoting good things recommending good things that I that have impacted me I don't listen to his podcast very much but when yeah. it's Pierce Morgan I was like yeah I'll have a listen to that he, he is your man crush isn't he Pierce Morgan yeah do you know I, I he is yeah I do but I just think he's I just think he's got quite a good balanced view. People, but this is what I mean. People won't like that, and they won't hear that. Listen to the listen to the interview, and then come and tell me you don't think he's got a balanced view. Okay, from from someone that's in you know that, and it, I am in the media. I have a radio show, but because I tell you what the thing is about Piers Morgan, I like Piers Morgan. Mm. I like what he's got to say. I think Good Morning Britain has has not been as good since he's gone. No. But also remember, he's he's <laughs> funny he's, story about that. He's loaded. He's absolutely loaded. Yeah. And he can kind of he can kind of say what he wants to say, mm. and he hasn't got many repercussions. Like he's now known as the outspoken one. Well, he's just got a brand new job on a new TV show yeah. because he's outspoken. Mm. He's kind of got not, not much to lose. But this is what the, this is what he's talking about. The thing he's not outspoken. He's not outspoken. Is the people on the far left yeah. and on the far right, the fascists? Yeah, like. And he is not outspoken. But because of the way society has gone about having the these two polar opposites, the outspoken one is now seen to be the person bang in the middle. Yeah. Um, interesting about Good Morning Britain. So, I, you know, I've got this mega crush on Susanna Reid. Yes, I do. Like mega crush. Yeah. Absolutely love her to pieces. Fancy the pants off her. 
since he left, I have I haven't even watched Good Morning Britain. Well, not even for your crush. Not even. So then I then I start thinking maybe my crush wasn't Susanna. <laughs> It was Piers. I told time. you. I've just told you that. <laughs> no, when you said that, I thought, oh god, maybe it is. <laughs> you miss Piers <laughs> more than more than the woman I would absolutely love to be. With. <laughs> <laughs> right? Should we do a confession? Yes, let's do it. Yes. So, welcome to The Confession. This is where uh, you send us your dad confessions and uh, you seek forgiveness from myself and Al and also um, the people listening right now. So, uh, this confession, no name. So Anonymous. Anon- anon- anonymous. Uh, and it starts like this. Hi, boys. <laughs> is this from my mum? <laughs> Hi, boys. <laughs> Hi, boys. So my confession is basically me saying I'm thick and my eight-year-old is more intelligent than me. Standard. Two times a week, I do my son's maths homework with him. As my wife says, he understands the way I do it better than she does it. So the truth is, he's really, really good at maths and tells me the answers and then I have to check that it's right, obviously for marking and Mm. stuff. The only thing is, I'm never quite sure if I'm right. (laughs) So I have to do the sums on my iPhone calculator. We've all been there, haven't we? Amazing. The problem Constantly is there. <laughs> the problem is every evening now I clear the history in my iPhone calculator app as I don't want anyone to know the piss easy calculations <laughs> I've entered and how crap I am mathematically. He's eight years old. This says a lot about his wife, to be fair. Because <laughs> if he's dreadful at eight year old maths and she's worse than him, she, she's worse than dreadful. <laughs> I so get that. The amount of times that I have done mm. a sum on the calculator for Noah's homework, yeah. and I've cleared it after. Yeah, okay, I'm going to give you some, some top tips. Right. Okay? Top tips of how to <laughs> blag your way through your kid's homework. Because obviously this is coming from... <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <whoop. laughs> All right, don't worry. Um, this comes from a former teacher, so you yes. are. Yes, yeah, a former teacher who blagged his way through teaching eight-year-old maths. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, um, so the first thing you can do is find out the answer. Find out if you're if you're right together. Right. Okay. So I used to have people in the class. They'd put their hand up and they'd ask me a question. Didn't have a Scooby Doo. Right. Yeah. Didn't have a Scooby. Literally no idea. Especially like you always get one kid in the class who's like super clever as well, and they'd always ask you like an extended question, or they'd apply what you've taught them to something else, and you'd be like, "I've got no idea, mate." Right. But instead of saying, "I've got no idea," you say, "Do you know what, Ben? Let's find that out together. Let's ask Google." I, I kid you not. By the end <laughs> of my teaching career, I used to have my iPhone plugged or, or an iPad plugged into the speakers, and if that ever came up, I said, "Do you know what, kids?" Let's ask Siri. And I used to ask Siri. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they used to love it. You were responsible yeah. for the future. Mm. Well, serious. <laughs> <laughs> and now Alexa. <laughs> so, good morning, Mr. Siri. Yeah. So, but next time it happens, like, don't, don't hide the fact you're looking on your calculator. to Say, right, now, we, now you've got, you, you think you've got to the answer. Let's check it together on a calculator. And then you can put the calculator in front of them. They can push the buttons. They can check the answers. Amazing. You're there. Top tip. Well, there you okay. go. Next answer. Next top tip. The way, a lot of the problems isn't that you're that. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the problems that parents find, they think it's because they're thick. 
or not as clever as their now eight-year-old, nine, ten, whatever. Yeah. But actually, it's just that the child has been taught a new method. Oh, yes. Right? Right? It's the grid method or it's the, I don't know, whatever other method. What happened to the bit where you were borrowing from the the zero or whatever it was? We don't do that now. You just segment it in a grid and then you just, yeah. So it's, it's the method has changed. So they're like, oh, I've got to do it like this. And they have to show their workings and all this kind of stuff. And you're looking at it like it's bloody hieroglyphics, <laughs> right? Because you're like, that's not how I did it. That's not, that's not how I was trying to do it. So part of the problem is that you're trying to learn their method and then get to their answer, which isn't overly hard, but does take some requirement beforehand. Right. So the thing is, one way is forget their method. If you want to check their answers, just use your method. If you're checking their answer, just use your own method. Right. Okay, which you know really well. Yeah. Um, that was, and then the third thing is, as long as you're one step ahead, you're fine. So if, you, if, if they say, Can we, you, know, you need to do your homework, instead of saying, right, get your book, we're going to do your homework and sit down with them, say to them, right, we're going to do your homework in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then look at what you've got to do, Google it, ask Siri, then sit down and do the homework. Right, top three tips. Off you go. I, f- I found myself thinking I could be a teacher. So you know when we do like the takeaway stuff mm. and you put the bigger number <clears throat> at the top, then you have to go and borrow one, don't you? So I thought I was like, like JK was in teacher mode. It's like, so what we do here? And he's like, no, daddy, we don't do it like that. I'm like, no, I'm teaching you a new way how to do it. <laughs> so what you do is... Oh, no, you're, you're not supposed to come in going, yeah, but my dad showed me this way. And yeah, you're like, yeah. your dad's a prick. But here was my teacher mode, ready? <laughs> so what you have to do is you have to go and borrow something from the next number. So yeah. we have to go and borrow it from next door. So we were going like, go knock. Can I borrow one from you, please? And then you take it over. And then that's how we Amazing. did it. Amazing. Did yeah. you get him to stand up and actually go next door and knock? No, I know he didn't go next door. <laughs> Watch there. Can you get some sugar? <laughs> yeah. I things. Do you know what? Things like that really do work. Because um, I, I, at the end of every year, the year sixes in our old school used to do a big leavers assembly and used to say the one thing they remember from their time at school. Yeah. Bearing in mind they've been there six or seven years. Mm. And I, I did get quite a few mentions. <laughs> I listened to him. Just saying. <laughs> Just Thank you very much. But one kid, he stood up, and I kid you not, he said, "I re- my favourite moment of my time at St John's was when Mr Ferguson stood on the table and showed us his bum." <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Right? And then, the, and then the context. Everyone was then laughed. So the teacher then said, "Oh, I think we might need some context." He said he was doing fractions, and he said, "What you do to the top, you do to the bottom." <laughs> and, I, and I remember I used to like jumped up on a desk, and I used to, and then I was singing at the top of my voice, going, "What you do to the top, you do to the bottom." And I was showing them a bum, not my actual bum, but just like pointing why, to. Why my are bum. you not in teaching anymore? <laughs> but, you know, it's a criminal. It is criminal. I mean, <laughs> are, this is this, all right. Teaching profession. Let's talk about that for a second. Good teachers, and I'm not necessarily branding myself as good teachers, yeah. but good teachers are forced out of the profession. Oh, this is controversial. Here goes Piers Morgan. And they are. And, and then you're left with the shit teachers. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to teachers because anyone giving up their time to teach, I've got huge respect for. Mm. But also there are a lot of people who just aren't suited to that profession. Yeah. That you're not. I'm sorry. And and. And the difference is that some of them will be able to mark really well. They'll be able to do assessments really well. And they'll be highly, highly organized. Well, a kid doesn't give a shit about any of those three things. Yeah. They don't, particularly at primary school. They really don't. What they want to know, they want to be inspired. You've got to be, they want someone who they respect and they want someone who is memorable and they're going to, you know, they want to come to school. Yeah. Primary school, my whole theory around primary school is about inspiring kids to want to learn. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they're learning. They could come in and you could teach them Chinese one day. You could teach them the 
geography of the core of the earth the next day it really doesn't matter as long as they want to skip into school because they enjoy being yeah. in a learning environment sometimes uh, not very often because you had because this is why i left but sometimes i would sack it off and i would say look what do you want to learn this afternoon and someone would say i want to learn about how the body works when you're playing football great Here's an encyclopedia. Here's an iPad. Do some research. Make a presentation. You tell me what you've learned in an hour's time. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Right? Go and do it. This person over here would then turn around and go, I want to learn about the colours of the rainbow and whether I can blend them in this particular colour way. Great. Here's a pack of paints. Here's a big piece of paper. Go, go and do it. Right? What do you want to learn? And then give them the tools and the, the resources to be able to access that learning. But isn't there a sort of... What's it called? Is it prospectus? What's the word? I'm curriculum. Curriculum. That's yeah. It, yeah. Well, that's why you're. That's why mo, That's why good teachers who inspire learning, who think on the cuff, who want to be fun and engaging, they they don't have time for any of that because they're marking because they're trying to be organised and they're having to follow a curriculum. Yeah. Anyway, uh, confession totally forgiven, done and dusted. Yeah, totally forgiven, mate. And now you have got three top tips. You're uh, you'll be on your way. Sorry. Right. Coming up next, we have got some unpopular parenting opinions. Hi, I'm Jim from Loose Dads, another one of the great podcasts from Dadsnet. And if you've never listened to it, this is what it sounds like. Beyonce, massively overrated. Oh, what? He's, oh, no, you've not gone there. You yeah. can't rock the beehive, what? Jack. Don't stop going. Uh, Guys, it's just, because she's uh, a no, uh, because she empowers. No, no, no. You're going so too deep. She You're empowers going to write music <laughs> no, like, this is the most passionate debate that we have probably ever had on this show it's true. so after you finish listening to this podcast search for loose dads wherever you get your podcasts from normally and have a listen to us time for those unpopular parenting opinions um right let's smash it let's go right well i'm just going to warn you because this we've had we've had two fairly heavy topics in these sections it's been quite a heavy podcast well, this I'm week sorry i didn't i wasn't aware that it would go down those routes this is what happens that's why don't tell your mum is a bit of a roller coaster ride sometimes you get the highs sometimes it's funny but sometimes you get the lows yeah well we're also going to carry on on the low okay deep, right. right okay this is from a guy called Sam. His unpopular parenting opinion is that boys' toys are better than girls' toys. Hang on, you're asking two boys here, though. That's the other thing. Okay, I, look, I, I come from that boys' toys were boys' toys. You know, I the only thing that I can remember wanting to play with of my... And I'm, I'm one of five kids, two brothers, three sisters. So that was our family setup. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I wanted to play with was my sister Lou's pram. And the reason that I wanted to play with her pram was, I said, can I play with your pram, please, Lou? She was like, yeah, yeah, don't break it. I, I was renowned for breaking stuff. Sure. So I took the pram. Uh, we lived on a farm. I took it to my dad's workshop, which was about 20 yards up the drive. And I took the wheels off the pram and I built myself a go-kart. go-kart. I was going to say, <laughs> turn it into a go-kart. That's exactly yeah. what I did. And we, we had, um, she had some walkie-talkies once. They were like, I don't know, Cindy walkie-talkies or whatever. And I chopped the wire off the walkie-talkies so I could use it as a swing in the barns and the hay. Nice. So that was the kind of kid that I was. Yeah. I was never interested in any 
girls' toys whatsoever. I wonder whether um, what a mum would say. Would a mum also agree that boys' toys are better than girls' toys? Now, there is an overriding question here about whether or not there are such things as boys' toys and girls' yep. toys. And I think there are, but... There is nothing wrong with girls playing with boys' toys and boys playing with girls' toys. Like, Absolutely not. There's nothing wrong with no. mixing. And if if you have, like, a son and a daughter, which I do, which are about two years apart, mm. Luna was would definitely want what Noah want, what yeah. Noah has. Yeah. So for Christmas this year, Father Christmas, she, she wanted dinosaurs because she knew Noah was yeah. going to get dinosaurs from Father yeah. Christmas. So, you know, there, there are those sort of trends that a sister will follow a brother, a yeah. brother will follow a sister. But, but, but the, the general view is that more boys would like car toys than girls toys. And Sparky, who's um, a host over on the Loose Dads podcast, another shout out if you're looking for another podcast. Good podcast. Add it to your, your weekly cycle. Um they he was saying that actually they bought him lots they've only got one kid it's a boy um and they bought him girls toys or traditionally speaking girls toys as well and actually he did just gravitate towards the what would be stereotypically boys toys yeah so there you know there's there's some science i don't know i don't know i'm not really bothered about getting into that debate um today but um i do think that it is a i think it is an unpopular opinion but i ha i think that jen well i might be speaking out of turn here but i think she would agree that boys toys are faster there's you can do more with them like but are they're, they they're but less are they? imaginary well i yeah i mean yeah I've, so okay you can get a remote control um lightning mcqueen car but mm. you can also get a remote control barbie car are they faster they're just the same thing they're just different colors aren't they I'm pretty sure, I reckon the sales figures for the Barbie car would be... Yeah, but we're not talking about sales figures here. We're just talking about how good are the toys, aren't we? So, for yeah, instance, it's the, the same toy. It's a control car. There'll be a, a a Barbie bike, which is pink and has got lovely ribbons on it. And there'll also yeah, be a Lightning McQueen bike. bike. Yeah, but then why, why, why is the boy's toy better than the girl's toy? And we're not talking about sales. <laughs> well, I don't think they're great examples because they're, they're, they're the same toy. All right, so there you can get um, a kitchen. There's a kitchen, right, which Luna loves her little kitchen. Uh, I'll tell you what, I think that the imaginary play with an action man is more fun than the imaginary play with a Barbie. But you're saying that from a male's point yes, of view. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think that some mums might agree with me. I, I disagree with this. I totally disagree. Ask, ask Charlie. <laughs> I, I, because... Like Luna, her imaginative play at the moment, she's four, so it's brilliant. Mm. And when she takes her Annabella doll, whatever she's got, and she's got her little kitchen, and she's got this little pop-up tent now, which is like an ice cream van, mm. her imaginary play with all those toys is far superior to my son's, <laughs> who is just on Minecraft, or he's... <laughs> with action, parachuting! Yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah, yeah, it's quite simple. <laughs> Luna's doing all this stuff where she's you know, with, with the ice cream. Annabella, the little doll, has got to buy the ice yeah. cream. She's doing right. She's doing this when Noah's going, hey, dinosaur! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but one's far more exciting. <laughs> you see, I, no, I don't, I don't. I think I, the, the other thing, also Anna, Annabella, Arabella? Anna, Annabella is it? Annabella is a doll. She hasn't even left the house. 
Well, no, she does. <laughs> no, she leaves the house every day. <laughs> she leaves the house because she, do you know what she does with Annabella? So when she goes to school, no, I don't mean actually leaving your house. I mean in the imaginary game. Oh, right. She's in the kitchen, or she's cleaning the kitchen, <laughs> or, or she's no, no, she's no, Annabella's serving having, ice cream. No, no, she's having the life. She, she's got the the life of Riley because yeah. she's You're not flying she, an aeroplane. She's is having she? food brought to her. Is she's she having, flying an aeroplane. Luna's doing all the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's driving a pretend ice cream yeah. van. Is she, is she herding velociraptors? <laughs> no, she's not. I think, do you know what? Actually, I think I'm, un, I'm unpicking elements of what I've said here because actually maybe this is like a systemic problem as to why we don't have more women pilots. Yeah, exactly <laughs> because that. Because baby Annabelle is not flying planes. <laughs> no, she's not. She's just eating cake. They need to bring... I think there are. There are, there, you know, there is a lot. And I do fully, fully support and, and agree with that this should happen. But I think that those more traditionally girls targeted toys they are now professionals aren't they they are do you know what is weird when and we've had this discussion before but we've got these you know plastic plates for the kids and cups and bowls and stuff and and different color cutlery and weirdly enough every single time luna will just gravitate towards pink Mm. if it's got a unicorn on if it's got that she will or as we like to call it a lunicorn (laughs) she'll she'll go to that and noah he, no, it actually won't care, but more more than likely he'll go for green or blue mm. or that's if they pick their own stuff. Yeah. Weird. And I won't be able to give Luna a different color plate other than orange, pink or red. Really? She might go for yellow, but yeah. that's her own yeah. making. I haven't purposely done that. I mean, in the morning when it's breakfast time, you're like, time is of the essence. I don't know what color it is. Well, I, I'm giving her like the dog bowl at some point. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that's not yours. No, wait. You know, and somewhere with plates. So it is, but then is this what's been, is this a parent's fault? Is this what's been programmed to us and that's Maybe. what we're portraying? You know? Life is so complex. Have you got one of those dog bowls with all like the swirly shapes in that in theory makes the dog eat slower? No, no, no. We've got, our dog bowls are, are sort of they're horrendous they're brightly colored things because we've got a spaniel with big ears we have to have a dog bowl that's like a triangle uh, so yeah. their ears don't get in the water yeah. and they're i mean our dog bowls they do not match the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> fortunately i have a wife that doesn't care about that i was gonna so. say wow they're disgusting ours, ours, we've got these ones with them they have like these like a maze in do, they, do, they, do your dogs eat fast well uh, genuinely isn't asked by any kind of food unless yeah. it's meat off my plate um but but i guess piper does right yeah interesting but um, he's young though isn't he yeah but this is the, in theory slows him down and i was just thinking maybe we should re- release like a child's version of these <laughs> like a plate where you know there's peas that roll in other areas so they have to like work and take a bit you know a bit slower mate that doesn't happen out in our house <laughs> jesus just yeah. eat your food yeah quick as you can right i'm pausing the tv now no yeah eat your vegetables Get your vitamins in you. Love it. Right, we've been deep enough. I've got a headache. I've li- I honestly have like a intense headache from this episode. It's nice to see that th- th- this recording helped. <laughs> yeah, ne- ne- next next week we need to be much fart more jokes. lighthearted. It's just fart jokes yeah, all week. Exactly. That's it. I'm, I'm game. Thank you for listening. Um, make sure you uh, download, subscribe, rate us. We, we haven't had a rating for a while. We haven't checked, actually. But we ratings would be good as well. That would be lovely. Have a good week. See ya. A Dad's Net original podcast.